Vroom, vroom, baby. Pod fast and pod furious is power sliding in. That's right. We're back. I'm Dave. And I'm Chance. And we're talking Strays, the feature directorial debut of Vin Diesel. Mark Vincent Sinclair, that's his name, right? Yeah. Mark Vincent Sinclair. A street tharks, a street sharks <laughs> enthusiast. Street tharks. And street. This movie's about his street larks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, pussyology. Pussyology. He's hanging out with his pals. That's pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. 90 like... minutes of hanging out. Shooting the shit. Playing shooting, b-ball. Shooting the breeze. We're shooting the breeze right now. Drinking some, 40s. Drinking some seas. We are. We uh, Today and, we have the alpha effect, which I thought was appropriate because I knew that he was the alpha of the group. He was. He's sort of a proto-Toretto in this. He really is. Like, keeping the family together, banging their heads together, that kind of thing. Yep. That's uh, with a lightning strike of exotic hops, the alpha effect is a hazy and dank IPA, thundering with juicy hop aroma and flavor. Take cover. Holy hell. This is produced by Heavy Seas. Born near the harbor of Baltimore and raised in the spirit of exploration, Heavy Seas has been independently brewed since 1995. We strive to craft brews that capture your sense of adventure. Fearless, bold, independent. Put the wind at your back and enjoy the heavy seas. That's a nice uh, 7.0 alcohol volume. ABV, baby. Hazy IPA. I don't know what I don't know what hazy means. I don't know. Rumor has it it's dank though. Dank IPA with juice. Oh, juicy hop aroma. Oh, I'd love to taste hops. some of Vin Diesel's juicy, juicy hop aroma. <laughs> as long as you don't have gonorrhea. Let's uh, let's give this this high sea a whirl. Yeah, let's uh, hazy. That's a pretty good IPA. Yeah, it's got a sort of a copper hue to it. Yeah, that must be the dankness. That's the dankness, and it's infused with dank nugs. Some of the which the quarters of weed that Vin was selling in this movie for seven hundred dollars or whatever. <laughs> well, dude, it was the guy came in to buy a quarter, and the dude gives the man like at most an eighth. Yeah, and then later a lawyer shows up, and I, they don't specify how much he's buying, but Vin charges him seven hundred and eighty dollars. The guy said he can't go into the courtroom sober. Or yeah, something he's like, like I can't go into court without being high. Yeah. We all got to have our vices. Uh, so Vin is a Vin's a bit of a hustler and a playboy in this film. A oh, reluctant, yeah, reluctant hustler and playboy. But boy, does he play! Ooh, plays with some some boobies. <laughs> we, we open the film with like his knucklehead friends trying yeah. to come fuck in his pad. Yeah, it's I was confused at first. So basically, Vin lives in this apartment alone. Yeah. Making his money off his $700 weed sales to lawyers, I guess. <laughs> Fucking insane weed. Um, and then he's just got these 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 boneheads, the, what do you call them, knuckleheads, who come, the Three Stooges. Yeah, which uh, actually Black Travis refers to uh, Frank as a as a bonehead. Okay, well that works. <laughs> you hanging out that bonehead motherfucker Frank. Was it Frank or Fred? Fuck, Fred. I think it was Fred. Yeah, Fred's... Uh, to put it into Fast and Furious terms, Fred's like the Jesse of the group. They yeah, sort of like push around fucking dweeb. Then you got Big Tony, who's yeah, like... Salvatore. The, he's like the Vince, I guess. He's totally the Vince. He's like the ladies' man. Uh, Mike Epps is straight up Tej. 
Yeah, he even dresses like Tej in a couple <laughs> scenes where he's got like the huge like I don't know what you would call it, almost like a oversized mechanics oversized overshirt. Yeah, it's uh, He looks like he's about to pimp a ride in one scene. He absolutely does. I uh, I was reading uh the IMDb page of the guy who plays Tony. His oh. Name, his name is F Valentino Morales. Mm. And uh he was actually discovered by Vin Diesel. I don't I can't remember who he played, but he was in Multifacial. He must have been one of the other actors yeah, who was auditioning. He, yeah, he must I, have he been. He probably was in there with his hair tied up in like the ponytail. Probably. Whatever. But uh, he has been in seven movies with Vin Diesel. Oh, shit. What movies? Like, I guess they're just boys and Vin gets him cast, but... Because uh, he's certainly not getting himself cast on his own <laughs> acting merits. In Multifacial, he was Chico. <laughs> okay. And this, he was Tony, obviously. Then he played Enforcer in the movie Shaft, the Sam Jackson movie. Yeah. Uh, he was in the Fast and the Furious as a dispatcher. The original? Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess he's the police dispatcher. Probably called him out for the street race. Yeah, the yeah, In Triple X, during the diner scene, he plays the short order cook in the background. Okay. Uh, some short film. I don't know what that is. A Man Apart, he plays a GT Commando. Nice. He did a voice in the Chronicles of Riddick, Escape from Butcher Bay. Uh, okay, the video game. Yeah. <clears throat> he was a Mercury slash Kusa. Oh, okay. He's in The Pacifier as a Serbian. He's just Serbian. <laughs> the Pacifier. Find Me Guilty, Prisoner Number One. Uh, he was in the Chronicles of Riddick reboot that they did, or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know if it was a port, or like a... They read, redid the graphics. Chronicles of Riddick Assault on Dark Athena. I don't know. Maybe it's a sequel. Oh, yeah, it must have been a sequel to the game. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say, like, the sequel to Pitch Black Chronicles of Riddick. Uh... Uh, he was in Los Bandoleros as a character named Malo. Okay. And that's the last time he worked with Vin. So we've seen him now a couple of times without yeah, noticing. Yeah, without even realizing it, we've, we've seen uh, F. Valentino Morales. Well, you know why? It's because Vin has such a gravitas to him that uh, it's hard to even take note of these other, these other peons around Excuse him. Excuse me, but... You must not have read this part in F. Valentino Morales' biography on IMDb. I did not. Morales captivates his family, friends, and fans with his incredible presence on and off the big screen with his extraordinary talent as an actor and as a person. Okay, I'll, I'll take <laughs> their word. He himself. Oh, absolutely. Or his mother wrote that. I'll, I'll definitely take his word uh, about being a good person, but... Uh... No, no, he's a captivating person. Oh, captivating. Because he definitely plays a fucking sociopath in this film. <laughs> Early in his teen years, Morales moved upstate New York where he attended school. Upon finishing school, Morales returned to his big city roots and was a bouncer for 12 years at some of the world's most renowned... Oh, I was about to say fight clubs. Night clubs (laughs) in Manhattan. So he's literally... He was just playing himself in this movie. He's a former uh, New York State Golden Gloves Golden Gloves competitor. Man, I can't speak today. I need to get more of these. Oh, okay. So So he was a boxer. He was a boxer. That would explain his physique. He's yeah, he definitely man. he definitely has the shape a of a heavyweight. Yeah. yeah, and a weird haircut. He's got he's got the worst. I mean, I can't talk. I need a haircut desperately. My hair is <laughs> fucking out of control. But it was absurd. It it, it made his head look like a penis. <laughs> yeah, it really like, did. Yeah, it, it, it shaped like, like the mushroom. Yep, it was top. like the bell end off the go going to the sides, <laughs> like swooping downward, and then yeah, and. uh... I will say he was the only one with a good excuse as to why he didn't have his keys in the beginning. <laughs> well, he was the most confident. He definitely was. Because like, we get a shot of Mike Epps' character, this other dude, Fred, and then 
Tony. Uh, Tony. Uh, coming to Vin's door and being like, oh, this is my place, but my buddy Rick... Yeah, had trying to, to impress these gals. Yeah, they're literally just... It was immediately... I was like, oh my god, this is like when I lived in Wellington Trace. This is like... I gave, like, some of my friends keys, and it's like while I was gone at work or whatever, like, they would just go over and... While you were laying in bed in your Calvin Kleins with your ripped pectoral muscles I wish abs. I had ripped pectoral muscles. That was... I had quit boxing for... I'd been done boxing for a year, so I was already starting to put on that beer gut. So I mainly just hung over in my bed, and I'd hear somebody, uh, somebody in the living room banging out. I'm like, God damn it! There's so much time spent in this movie just watching these fucking doofuses, just just like shooting the shit. And yeah. Like that's I that's what I like about it. It's almost like the East Coast equivalent of like swingers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was, yeah, and it's I don't know. It's the pacing's a little weird, and the structure is definitely... It's all very wonky and very raw. It's, yeah. Absolutely, it's a first feature. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. 10K, though, that's... Well, it was 10K, but then I was seeing on IMDb and a couple other sources were saying it was up to 50K. Maybe, like, distribution or something? Could be. I, I think they said that Vin worked for, like, a year as a telemarketer just to raise money to make Really? Money. Yeah. Dude, doing Street Shark commercials. Can you imagine getting a call from that guy? You hear that voice on the other end? we would like to talk about... I wish... Whatever we sell in telemarketing? I wish that I could, like, say that I, I once bought something from Vin Diesel before he got big. Yeah, right? I bought a set of Cutco knives. I bought, some, I bought a nice VHS player. Vector... What was it? Vector... Uh, is that the one where the, it has a video of the guy who, like, cuts himself? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. They would they, they would find people on, like, Craigslist and recruit them and bring them in. It was basically like a pyramid scheme. Oh, uh, okay. There's... They were like, we'll sell you a, a thing of Cutco knives for $300 or whatever. I know you're you got to go out and sell, sell them to them. people. Yeah. There was, there's a video. I think it is Cutco. There's, like, a like video on YouTube where I guess it was, like, a late night, like, you know, commercial of, like, call in and buy Cutco knives. And the dude's like... Yeah, they're they're very sharp, and then like accidentally like cuts himself, and he's just like, "Oh, that's not good." Uh, <laughs> uh, wasn't that with like a samurai sword? Or that's something? a different yeah. one. Okay, <laughs> that's a different one. But th- yeah, that's one too. But yeah, the guy like also is like squeezing his hand and like freaking out. He's like, "Oh, it's not stopping." Fucking uh, Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs used to work like doing that, selling shit. Oh, really? Yeah, QVC or whatever. The dirtiest job of all, being a late night huckster. <laughs> I once I once dated a girl who uh, who swore that Mike Rowe should run for president. <laughs> oh man! Oh, dude, yeah. We you were you were prank called QVC. Oh, dude, that all the time, right? All the time back in the day. That I was, was guarantee of it. That should have been a scene in this movie. These guys just getting drunk on brown yes. bag forties and calling That's, QVC. Fred and Tony would yeah. have definitely. Well, that was uh, our like claim to fame was like Travis and I actually made it through to on air really yeah because that was like our whole goal we would prank phone call him and like try desperately to actually get to be like one of the on-air calls oh man what was the product i ah, fuck if i remember now <laughs> i just like and it's like me brett michael travis like we're all just like cracking up in the back and like travis is like swindling his way on <laughs> i called him one time and i was asking about uh they're selling like moos or something <laughs> <laughs> like dresses and i was like do y'all have this dress in like moo size because my wife is like a <laughs> she's a large woman they fucking hung up on me the bastards well my favorite we used to do it so much that like they started being like yeah we're reporting this to the police and like blah blah and we're just like no you're not shut the fuck up. <laughs> we're gonna have somebody hunt you down yeah, like, 
What are you going to do? Get us arrested for prank phone calling QVC? Get the fuck out of here. You guys were a bunch of crank yankers. That was uh, Travis and I. We uh, we had this whole plot that I was going to get on Maury as like an abusive uh, boyfriend. And I was actually going to have Haley Puglia go on as the girlfriend. I'd like talk right. to her and everything. And we got you do three stages of uh, calling screening. And we got Damn. we got through all three stages, but then never heard back to like come on the air. Like, Damn, dude, we were so close, dude. Oh. Game in the system. Steve Wilkos got arrested recently. Really? Yeah, I think I posted that in the group chat. He got like a DUI or something. Oh, that's right. His car. Yeah. I mean, dude, he should have been arrested when he had Nick Higgins on the show. <laughs> Is that somebody who went to Tuscarora? Yeah, geez, little little wannabe gangster. Why was he on the show? Uh, baby mama baby trouble. Mama drama. Yeah. No baby mama drama in this film. No, actually, and it's surprising Surprisingly, because yeah. we're revealed at the end that she does have a kid. Is that what the reveal was? Yeah, that's that, that she was buying Ferdinand for well, yeah, the, her own. She child? gets the voicemail, and the kid's like, "Mom, like, are you done taking pictures yet?" Which, by the way, she never took a single fucking picture in this movie. Yeah, what? <laughs> that's where I'm confused. Okay, it's like I was like, I thought we were just getting some like random story. Like he was trying to show some like collage of New York life. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was she has a child. Because remember, she kept ta- she kept talking about Timothy. He's like, oh, is Timothy there? Like, oh, they're out with Timothy? Blah, blah, blah. Timothy was the kid. It's, there's a lot of, like, weird reveals that they do in this that never get fully nailed home. Like, it's like someone hit a nail halfway and was like, eh, they'll get it. I was, I gotta admit, I was zoning out through quite a bit of this. Yeah, I noticed. Um, this one didn't grab me the way multifacial did. No, it's, multifacial is definitely far superior, um... But I, I think say, the big problem is I never fully bought into the what's her name Heather, Heather. her romance with yep. Rick Venn. It, it, it's weird, like how it even starts. It, it, they just get hooked up by her gay best friend who right. fucking owns. Like, yeah, cool gay guy through a cool party, and he's like checking out Vin when he's on the phone. Yeah, even though Vin's got little stick legs, you pointed dude, out, dude. He does like he just skipped leg day. He went all top. Yeah, he's all all all. He's heavy top heavy. He's he is top heavy. He's gonna flip over in the pool. <laughs> As he's jumping off the yeah, wall. His little legs wiggling up in the air. But, uh, yeah, so it's like he, uh... We open up, it's like Vin's, uh... These, these, his homies try to bring girls around, and it turns out Vin was slaying some ass. Uh, and that's why he wasn't answering he's, the door. He's a reluctant mm. fucker, is what he is. Well, yeah, because it's like this one... The first one seems like, okay, he's still in his... Kind of dirtbag mentality. And then after we get introduced to that whole side, it's like then he goes on this kind of crusade to like, I'm going to be better. I'm, I'm not going to be a, a drug dealer. I'm going to make my life better. I want commitment. But then he like reluctantly has to, like the whole trial and tribulation of his character is he has to reluctantly bang women so his to support his fuck, friends. Yeah. yeah, Like literally at one point he's talking to Tony, he's like, if I wanted to hang out, I would have invited him. But I didn't. I don't want to hang out. But now I got to hang out so you can get laid. <laughs> It almost like presages um, the Xander Cage line, the things I do for my country. <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, that's essentially what he is. The things I do for my friend group. Okay, fan theory. Family. Fan theory. What if Rick ends up going to, because at the end he's going to meet his mom like, right. and, and fix things. What if on the way he ends up getting involved with like extreme sports and Rick actually is triple X? Oh, man. 
Oh, man, because Xander Cage is definitely a pseudonym that somebody's taken on at some yeah. point. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I could dig him as a Xander. Well, yeah, I don't know. He also seems a little Toretto-like as well. Oh, he definitely does. Yeah. But well, but we know Toretto's backstory. Yeah, we, we know where Toretto comes from, and he's, yeah. he's got a great dad, and Rick clearly didn't have no, a father. Rick had no father, and that definitely seemed to affect him. He had a father figure, which was interesting because it's like, I feel like uh, the, because he talks about how this, this guy that his mom dated gave him this book, Ferdinand. Ferdinand the Bull, Life is a Matador. Yeah, which, I don't get the pun. That's not a pun. What, what, what's the, Life is a Matador? What the fuck does that mean? I don't know, that's what I... Life uh, stabs bulls for a living? Life is a Matador. I, life, life twists you around and tricks you. And, and stabs you repeatedly stabs until you, repeatedly, you die. Yeah. Until you bleed to death. While the crowd goes wild. <laughs> like a real Truman Show type of thing. But I feel like the guy that he's talking about who gave him the book um, is like more or less who he's referring to in multifacial. The dad that he saw on stage? Yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Vin like knew his dad. Hmm. Interesting. Let me Google this. Yeah, go go for it. Because it's... I, I just... There there are interesting parallels between some of the... Some of the... Vin Diesel father... Some of the, Vin uh... Diesel's father is Irving Vincent. Yeah. His name's Irving. Irving. Whoa, look at this guy! <laughs> Holy this. shit! Look at this dude! Oh, dude! He looks like a badass. <laughs> He's like a short little chubby-faced, like... Where the fuck did Vin's... Where did Vin get these <laughs> jeans from? Because they weren't him. No, they were not from... Have you seen the picture of his brother? Vin's brother? Yeah. No. You, he's. It's like his twin brother. He has a twin? Yeah, dude. Paul Sinclair. Oh my god, let me find the photo of him. This is... Well, I just know... I've I never re- seen this guy. But... I remember reading... I know Vin had, like, kind of a tumultuous, like, upbringing. Like, he definitely... Okay, this is a picture of his brother in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Dude looks like a grown-up version of, like, Chucky from fucking Rugrats. Dude, he almost looks like Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's got, like, the little soul patch. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Um, this is him now, though. That's that's his brother. I can see it. I, I can see some similarities. They got the lips. Yeah. If, if his brother would open Juice, up that juicy smile. Juicy lips. They yeah. do. Dude, Vin has some very... In- interestingly enough, his brother's name is Paul. Paul. Paul and Walker. Vin's... And Vin's yeah. uh, Paul Vincent. Vin's self-proclaimed brother is yeah. uh, is Paul my brother I've got two brothers they're both named Paul both named Paul I remember everything about my father <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely before he got the uh, the Vin voice yeah although but, he he slips uh, he, when he goes when he goes hard yeah oh dude yes when yeah. he freaks the fuck out he gets a good blow up scene toward the end this is if anything, it's a great showcase just for, like, the charisma and the range of yeah. Vin Diesel. Because, I, I won't lie, like, the movie itself is pretty weak. Like Absolutely, the, yeah. It's But Vin keeps you interested. Captivated, yeah, for Abs- sure. Yeah. If anyone's captivating, right. it's yeah, Vin. He's captivating friends, family, and fans. Yes, <laughs> all, all the same. Um, but he really is, he has the freak out when he beats the shit out of those two dudes after, like, they, I guess, checked out Heather, even though I didn't even notice. It looked like he was I don't just. Know. Vin says the N word to him a lot. He says the N word uh, repeatedly, m- many times in this movie, which many I found times. to be shocking and salacious. 
I guess that was, uh, you know, back in 96 in New York. He was, he hung out with a lot of black people. He they was, gave him the go-ahead. Yeah, he was a down-ass brother. Yeah. <laughs> What's I love, he's like, he calls Tony his his cousin, and he calls Frank his cousin, and then Mike Epps, he yeah, refers he says, to Mike his Epps brother. Mike his brother. Well, he was, when he was talking to Heather at the end, he says something about that, but I can't remember what, yeah, he like says, why he calls him. He says he calls him his brother because... Uh, They've changed so much throughout the years that at this point, if they hadn't known each other, they they wouldn't know each other. They wouldn't hang out because they're so different. Oh. So he calls them his brother because it's... They've known each other so long and they've been such a part of their lives that even though they're two very different people now... Gotcha. They're they're still in each other's lives because of that relationship. I want to know how Mike Epps came to be in this. That same... Like, is this something he auditioned for? Did, like, Vin meet him? Yeah, like, was Vin, like, shooting the shit with, with him? What, did you find anything in the trivia? No, man, nothing. Nothing about Mike Epps, ah. which was surprising. Ooh, he probably would have been doing, like, stand-up at the time, so maybe maybe Vin saw him in a club or something. Yeah. Like, that guy's funny. Could be. Um, throw him in my flick. Which, surprisingly, Mike Epps is not the funniest person in this. It's Black Travis. Yeah, the, yeah. Some other guy, I didn't catch his character name. No, it neither. I don't think they ever said his name. He just randomly shows up and he's in Vin's apartment. Yeah. It's after Vin goes down to like get a beer. Yeah, and, and he talks to the gay dude. Yeah, and he stops at the bodega and then he comes back up and this guy's there and there's a twitchy guy there in a fucking daredevil hat. <laughs> his daredevil, his daredevil hat. hat was sick, man. Yeah, there was dude. some cool 90s fashion in this. Dude. There really was. Vin Diesel had on the sunglasses on top of his head at one point that you said looked like the Riddick glasses. They did, man. They you were could... like ladybug eyes. Yeah. Dude. And you could see the boom mic in it, yeah. like multiple. Which, by the way, okay, my biggest gripe with this film: the fucking sound guys on this movie sucked. Dick. The sound is awful. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Between like the boom operator just like fucking up and not knowing where he's like getting caught in reflection, which is like a huge deal. If you're a boom operator, like you immediately think of those things. Yeah, like, be like a ninja. Yeah. Well, you just have to know. It's like okay, he has glasses on his head, so then I need to boom from this angle or, right. or this. And then the mix was just like. I feel like yeah. he just found some, like, bum with, like, some sound gear, and he's like, there, you'll do. <laughs> just porn it out <laughs> <laughs> But, um... It, a lot of the technical aspects are very shaky. Like, even the oh, cinematography, yeah. like... The you'll, lighting You'll notice, is... like, people's heads cut off during, right. like, some of the wider angles yep. and shit. Well, in the lighting, it feels like they just... They had a lamp, and they took the shade off of it. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, pointed much, it at them. Yep. Um... But again, it, it comes back to Vin's performance. Like, Vin delivers on Vin his performance. Vin puts the team on his back, though. Yeah, he carries them. Well, him and Black Travis. Yeah, that guy's fucking hilarious. He shows up. The first thing he's talking about is uh, when he's going to go out with a lady, he washes his ass. Yes. And then he sprays cologne all over his, his man parts. Yes. And then he says, like, uh, he tells this whole story about a chick sucking his dick. And then he's going to come in her mouth or something. Yeah, and, and then, he apparently has, like, trouble coming. Like, yeah. it has to have something very particular yeah. done. and then she stops, and she goes, you've been with someone because it smells down there. And he's like, no, I did this for you. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, and I was so worried that, like, that was going to be his one yeah, scene. Yeah, his one big scene, but no, he, he's recurring throughout the film. Well, and it's we, we keep calling him Black Travis because he, the shit that he says reminds us of our friend Travis, who... Now four years sober. He had four years the other day. Damn. Yeah, um, but before he was sober, he would say outrageous shit like that. Like, that would be... And he still kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> For being fair, he really does. The alcohol, I guess, just uh, made it more rapid fire. Yeah. He's a bit more low-key, but still says outrageous shit. 
Um, which actually, I have a quote from him that I wrote down because I was fucking losing it. It was a uh, one point. Black Travis says, "Strip clubs are traps. If anything, I'm watching the bitch making the most money so I can rob her ass." <laughs> I want to know, did Vin write that? Or was that, that guy, guy just... No, that guy was absolutely improvising most improv- of his lines. Everything. He calls himself a pussyologist. He <laughs> says, I can have bitches over here. I have knowledge about the pussy. <laughs> he, said, he said, that's why you don't take me out, because I get all the pussy. <laughs> so much of this movie is about drinking brown bag 40s and getting pussy. Yeah. Like, 90% of the film. 90% of the film, yeah. It's, it's Well, there's the whole thing when, like, when Heather first breaks up with him before they get back together, because he beat up those guys... Uh, Vin seriously apparently just goes on like a bender of like drinking 40 drinks all day. The day. He tells Mike Epps, hey, let me get another one of those. And the dude Fred is like, you're going to drink another one? <laughs> <laughs> They've been out playing basketball yeah. and everything. How many 40s did he have? Well, Vin's like, why, you want one? <laughs> <laughs> and the that scene, that like sequence of events follows him like from day to night. And the whole time he's wearing he's those sunglasses yep. on his head, he never puts them down over his eyes. No. Even though he's got a black eye. The whole reason he's got the sunglasses is because of the black eye, and he never puts them down. No. I think that's just a Vin Diesel thing. It's like, i got to show my face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got to have that beautiful I, mug I, on i got to drink brown bird porters, and i got to show my face. <laughs> Which then, and I love it because after it cuts from the basketball court, it's like later in the evening, and they're coming out of a bodega, and he just bought two more 40s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy just... Vin Diesel has a tolerance, man. Because let me tell you, if I drank that many he oldies, back, dude. I would be puking fucking everywhere. Like, Was it Travis's birthday when you were driving the moped around? Uh, yeah, it was Travis's birthday. Was that his 21st? Or was it a couple years after? I think it was a couple years after. I'm, I'm pretty sure we were all Because I remember it was his mom, Lisa, like went out with her boyfriend at the time and she like put me Rex. in Rex. Yeah. <laughs> Rex. We were downstairs one night during that week playing Max Payne 3 and he comes out and sees a Wu-Tang post. He goes, oh, I know that guy ODB. Didn't he burst his beanbag? <laughs> yeah, ODB died when his beanbag burst. <laughs> but yeah, so she puts me in charge. She's like, for some reason, she just still, I think to this day, thinks that I'm the responsible one, which... Let me tell you, Lisa, it's never been the case. Lord God Almighty. Puts me in charge, which then Dan and Gus get into, like, some kind of fucking quarrel, and they're, like, shoving each other, and they fuck up a, a lamp yeah, in the living room. Lamp. Which, like, sent me over the edge, because I'm like, God damn it, Lisa entrusted me. <laughs> so, I was the Vin Diesel of this operation. Yeah, yes. <laughs> fuck me. So, so then I cold clock Dan, half-heartedly. I didn't, even, I didn't even give him a full punch. I was just like, God, because he was being a little bitch. And just, like, being like, oh, it wasn't my fault, it was Gus's fault. Like, I don't give a fuck! And then Seth had come over on his moped, and then they were all somewhere, like, deeper in the court or something, doing something. And you and I were just, like, hanging out on the deck. Oh, no, and Seth Seth was with us. And, no, I was like, Seth let you drive his moped. Yeah, I was like, can I ride well, your moped? Well, earlier, we, uh, Lisa and Rex had gone to the liquor store, and they were like, you guys want anything? And we were like, get us some 40s. And they yeah. came back with a whole fucking case of case old English. Case of oldie, dude. We were... There was like 12 40s in that, right? Yeah, we were We were three sheets. Wreck. Six sheets to the wind. Oh, yeah. I did Edward 40 hands that night. Yeah, you did. I That's knocked right. it out, too. It was done in like 45 minutes at the most. We were uh, we were a whole dozen of sheets to the wind, man. That was... Ooh, yeah. You crushed those 40s. Next thing I know, I'm sitting there on the deck, and you would like you were like, hey, let me try this moped out, and you'd driven off, and then I just hear... Ah, and you 
come back over the hill and just fucking eat shit. Well, I hit, it was, uh, the grass was wet, and so I went from the pavement onto the grass, and as soon as I hit the grass, dude, the fucking traction, <laughs> and Travis has, like, this slight hill right behind his house, and man, as soon as I hit that grass, I just fucking ate shit and just slid down the hill. I had the biggest fucking bruise on my hip for, like, a month and a half after. It took forever to heal. Did you do any Travis Pastrana moves on it? No, I just literally... Superman grabs, anything like that? I tried to Superman grab uh, as I ate shit, but... We we pulled off a lot of weird things in that court. One time we went out, were you there when we shot off the flare gun? Yes, I have pictures of it. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, AJ. AJ shot it off. Yeah, I think, wasn't it Alex's flare gun? Yeah, I think Alex was, like, out of town or something, because I remember... That was like the first time I dropped acid, and I was in Alex's room with AJ. <laughs> You're watching Tron, dude. Tron Legacy. And I was <laughs> Tron. going bananas. Yeah, uh, somehow I got left in charge as like the spotter for everybody. Everybody yeah. else is on acid. Like uh, our buddy Mike is sitting there in the living room, and he gets up and he goes to the front door, and he goes, "All right, I'm a." Uh, Go home, man. Watch Transformers. <laughs> just walks out the door. And I was like, all right, man. And then two minutes later, I hear this knock at the back door. <laughs> he's there. And he's like, let me in, man. He just walked around the, the yeah. townhouses. Oh, uh, that was wild. And uh, that chick came over and passed out on the chair that one night. And we threw fucking slices, slices of cheese at her face, dude. <laughs> Just I, I called the chair, man. I was like, I'm sleeping in that chair, and she wouldn't get up. She passed out, so I threw fucking cheese on her face. Yeah, and I was I was on your team, man. I was like, fuck it, let's throw some crap singles. Oh, we got some photos of that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> those uh, those were the days. That it's, was also it's it's friendly pranksterism. Okay, it it's, a, it's cheese on the face. It's not you're not gonna wake up and go, oh no, that's cheese. That was also the the acid night was the same night that uh, Dan was like trying to fuck with us. He was all drunk. And he comes down, there was like a Chinese folding wall. The, yeah, the shoji wall. Yeah. And Dan comes down, and he goes, he just screams, hey, it's the police, and then trips and just eats shit through the fucking wall. Burst through a wall. It was like a fucking Mr. Magoo move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And let me tell you, it's like, our group is very, I feel like we, we have a lot of parallels to Vin Diesel's that, That's what, what I was thinking of while we were relating these stories. Is like, all right, I could see, like, hanging out with these dumb bitches. Yeah. These motherfuckers. Like, especially uh, there's a story you've told me that I was reminded of. Oh, God, the, which one? The scene where Tony is in the bathroom. He brings the strippers home. Yeah. One of them goes to sleep with Vin Diesel, and yeah. he's fucking the other one in the bathroom, and the guy, Fred, Fred. is peeping through the keyhole watching him. <laughs> like, dude, he was seriously seconds away from beating his meat watching Sal yeah. get laid. It just reminded me that, uh... Yes, one time I was I was in the basement hooking up, like, this was... I couldn't have been more than 16 or 17 I worked at Pugsley's at the time, and, like, this uh, this cook, this chick, um, she had, like, come and hung out with us and bought us booze, because she was, like, 21, which I, I now realize this is kind of fucked up that, like, 16 or 17-year-old Chance, like, slayed some 21-year-old ass. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, this story just took a dark turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually the first time I did anal. <laughs> I didn't like it because my dick smelled really bad afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's me and my buddy. And I'm down in the basement with her. And we fuck. And then we, we finish. You fucked your buddy? 
<laughs> no, I fucked this you chick. You fucked him with anal. That's, that's, yeah, that's it. First time I put his butt. No, um, I was fucking this chick, and uh, we we finish. We come upstairs, and we're like having trouble opening the door. And I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" And I finally like, give it enough of a push where we can fit through. And it's just my buddy passed out in just his boxers with his limp little dick <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> anything like it and then vin vin puts this scene in his movie and i'm like apparently vin has experienced something similar oh my god <laughs> oh that was and not only does does fred <sighs> watch through the keyhole it was like the next day there's a scene of him furiously masturbating in the same bathroom which makes me think he was thinking about watching tony yes this stripper in the bathroom absolutely yeah he was pounding off and the actor looks like he is like trying to <laughs> rip his cock off. Yeah, he's furious, fast and furiously going at it. <laughs> I have never jerked off like that before. That uh-uh, man, that looked painful. No, he definitely had some psychosexual hangups. Like I said, it was like a murderer returning to the scene of a crime. Like, <laughs> exactly. Oh God, Tony, <laughs> Tony. He was mostly thinking about Tony's ass doing that weird circulation. <laughs> he has this weird movement. He's not actually. It doesn't look like he's fucking. He's like swinging around. He's doing like a. Almost like he was just... He was hula hooping. Yeah, almost like he was just beating the inside of her thighs with his dick. (laughs) Softly, softly tapping like a metronome. You feel this? You ready for this, baby? (laughs) That's his foreplay. Yeah, he likes to whack his dick between the thighs. (laughs) Like the Liberty Bell. (laughs) So yeah, uh, Rick basically hangs out with sociopaths except for mike epps mike epps might be the only normal one he out of the group. He seems well adjusted he he clearly has a girlfriend when they go out to get laid we never see him like trying to get laid right tony gets laid but he's also got a girlfriend who like pays for his apartment yeah yeah well they have a kid he says oh. he says in the beginning and that's why they got married he's like yeah we went to the caribbean and got married i hope that shit ain't legal back here <laughs> the guy's a fucking piece of shit um and so yeah, he's 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 married this chick, and that's when Vin has the whole thing where he's like, "Let me tell you, people think that one parent is bad, but it ain't nothing as bad to two parents who hate each other." Yeah. Um. So yeah, Vin's like the the, and then and then Fred's going yeah yeah yeah, and everybody's like, "You're always in agreeing with him." Yeah. So it's definitely a big brother, little brother. They were almost reminded me of Johnny and Denny from the room. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Or yeah. Because there's. And there is also sort of a Chris R. Denny scene. Where yes. The, the tweaking Daredevil hat guy comes to the stairwell and he's he's like, "Hey, I don't have your money now." And Vin starts like shaking him. He's like, "What the fuck?" Well, and he says he paid Fred, and like it never comes back. No. So it leads me to believe that because it was Fred who took the five hundred bucks, that that Rick just kind of lets it go because he's like. I get it. My my buddy Fred is a, a real fuckhead. <laughs> like, because he does that at another point. The toward the beginning, the Scott Disick looking guy comes up. Yeah, and he pays him a ton of money. And like you said, he only gives him like I don't know, it was a tiny it, fucking. Bag. It looked like at most an eighth, but the guy yeah. asked for a quarter. And I'm like, there's no way in fucking hell so that I, a quarter I, is. I think in that Fred bag. was ripping that guy off. He yeah, must abs- have been absolutely. Yeah. Because he was like, yeah, I, t- I talked to Rick. Because even the dude said, he's like, this this looks this looks light. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... 
Fred was running some kind of scam operation. Yeah, Fred's got this weird like side hustle. Well, then that we because don't know about. later Vin lets him hang out at the apartment while he goes down to get beer at the bodega, and, and he, he tells, tells him, him not don't to answer, answer the, the phone. phone. Right. So, which makes me believe Fred was doing this. Yeah, and and Vin knew know, for a long time. Yeah, but he let him slide because of, I guess Fred's like weird brotherly connection with Vin, where it's like he he looks at at Rick as his older brother. Yeah, this is um, my little Jesse. This is my this guy should be going to MIT or something. Yeah, exactly. You seen these Photoshop works? You yeah. should be an MIT as a Photoshop artist. Um, but then yeah, so Vin meets this this neighbor lady Heather, who is like a wet blanket on screen. Yeah, I mean that was my big problem with the film is this this romance never. I mean maybe it's because not a lot of it is told from her angle i can't really see why she wants to be with vin diesel other than the fact that he looks like 90s vin diesel yeah i mean he's definitely hot oh he's fucking hunky he's yeah dude he the is, reluctant hunk he is gorgeous doesn't have the stretch marks yet from his big ass fucking python right, arms yeah. like yeah well he's got uh, veins bulging but yes he has no tons stretch of marks. veinage um because he is in white beaters like 80% he wears wife beaters to the club. He wears it to the gay dude's fancy party where, yeah. like, all these, like, gay artists are. Yeah. Which the, the gay dude, like, invited him so that he could set him up with yeah. Heather. Um, it's specifically, like, a, a... Oh, dude. He's running a dating service. And it, dude, it shows that Vin knows it as well as I have because I've said many times, like, when I was living out west, there was no better wingman than a gay dude. Like... We had this, like, Jericho and I, like, we'd hang out with these makeup chicks, and they had this dude, uh, Lake, that they hung out with, and let me tell you, that dude was my boy, like, best wingman I've ever had in my life. Hey, shout out to Lake. Yeah. Probably not listening to this. He, uh, one time for Halloween, he showed up to the party dressed as, a uh, Lord. <laughs> oh, really? It was fucking hilarious, dude. We're on each other's team. Yeah. I was on his team. I'll never be royals. I would've let Lake fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, if you're listening. I got IBS, man. I can't have anything go in this asshole. <laughs> Not you, even a digit? Not even my pinky? Unless you want some soft serve coming right back out. <laughs> oh. Woo. I work with soft serve ice cream. Both at your work and at your and toilet. in my bathroom, yep. Yeah. Um, so we meet Heather and then like... <laughs> Dude, that was a great scene. Where they, they leave the party and he's like, oh, I'll get a cab. And he hails two cabs, and the first right, one he, he just gives yeah, the finger he's to, he's like, like fuck, fuck off. <laughs> and the second one comes, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, like, talking to him, he's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, he needs an excuse to walk ten blocks with this yeah, chick. Which, like, why'd you even, you should have been like, it's ten blocks, we can like, walk. Yeah, hey, you wanna hurt it? Instead of doing this whole, like, rigmarole. Yeah, well. But uh, it works, and then he sings the Tin Man song from Wizard of Oz. If I only had a heart. And knows every fucking word. She was very impressed by that, because yeah. then she gets on the phone, and he knows every single yeah. word. Yeah, which I, I don't know that any woman would ever be impressed by someone knowing the lyrics to a Wizard of Oz song. You'd be surprised. I'll have to try it, man. I'll have to, I'll yeah. have to learn some Wizard Bust of Oz out, songs. Dude, start doing the Tin Man dance where he starts leaning like fucking Michael Jackson. <laughs> exactly. Oreo can. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then so he invites her to dinner, and, like... I'd like to have a Wizard of Oz-themed sex party. Ooh, that would be good. Squirt an oil can on a woman's pussy? Yeah, just to make sure it doesn't squeak. <laughs> <laughs> have a bunch of fucking... Bring in some fucking little people and dress them up like monkeys. Yes, <laughs> put some wings on them. 
I'm going to take my pants off and it's my whole bottom half is covered in straw. The little people are paid for for the entire night. You can fuck them, you can suck them, it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're all paid off. You can toss them around for all I give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> Make them pretend like they're flying. <laughs> they got wings on them. Yeah, we got our we got our sex swings hung up in the ceiling on the hooks. Start one of the little monkeys up there. <laughs> Swing them around. It doesn't matter. I paid them a grand each. <laughs> I like this future that I'm apparently rich enough to pay a grand to little people. Yeah, dude. I'm imagining like an opulent mansion. Yeah. Fucking like... Goose made of ice in the there's middle. Just, there's an oil. You walk in in the foyer, and there's just an oil painting of you and I, like back to back. Yeah, we got our wife beaters on, our yeah. crucifixes. Yes. <laughs> and then, just like hazily in the background of the painting, is Vin Diesel like looking down on us. Yeah, he kind of looks like an apparition. Yeah, exactly. Or a ghoul. <laughs> a ghoul. Speaking of back-to-back, I just want to note the Drake song, Back-to-Back, that came out a few years ago. Uh, He says, back-to-back like the cover of Lethal Weapon. Riggs and Murtaugh are not back-to-back on the cover of Lethal Weapon. I think he's thinking of Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah, where Leo Getz is in the middle of him. Yeah, he's like right below him. It's like, and Leo. Yeah, well, fuck you, Drake. Fuck Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci gets a name drop. Was it a multifacial? Multifacial. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he's talking about... Um, His offensive monologue. Yeah. He goes, hey, I'm not Joe Pesci. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Pesci. I, I honestly can't see Whoa, huge mood swing there in 30 seconds. He went from fuck Joe Pesci to shout out to Joe Pesci. Well, if you, if you as, as uh, Vin Diesel says to the woman in the bedroom who's trying to fuck him, if you'd stop interrupting me, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I can't stand Joe Pesci. You got a problem with Pesci. He just annoys First you me. call out Olivia Munn, now you call out Joe Pesci. He just annoys the shit out. Like, okay, there's one Pesci film I enjoy. My Cousin Vinny. Yes. Really? Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's but... You don't I, like Goodfellas? Well, I like Goodfellas, but it's, I don't think that's a Joe Pesci film. You know what I mean? Like, he's not the main character. Yeah. Um, and it's, Goodfellas is very fitting because he is playing the annoying fucking character. Which just is Joe Pesci, like... I just something irks me about Pesci. I'm much happier with uh, Lieutenant Dangle from uh, Reno 911 playing Leo Getz in the Lethal Weapon TV oh, series. Oh, you've been all over this, you fucking! I love Thomas, the Lethal Weapon TV Thomas series. Lennon, this is this seems to be our biggest running uh, feature is you raving about the Lethal Weapon television. Program. You know why? Because rumors has it it hasn't been getting the viewership this year. Probably because they fucking randomly take weeks off for like Olympics and shit. Who the fuck cares? Who's watching the Olympics? That's, that's network TV for you. Well, it's Fox. It's like yeah, everything Fox does gets fucking canceled. Well, I remember twenty four <clears throat> back in the day. They used to they would run like the first 12 hours, and then they would take a break for, like, two months and yeah. then come back. And that's how Lethal Weapon is, yeah. and it, it drives me fucking insane. And not only that, it's like, I guess, like, shit was airing at the time, like, important shit. Like, I don't know, Donald Trump was, like, talking on TV or some shit, and I guess it's important if you want to, like, punch your TV or something. But it's, so they would, like, take these nights off, so it'd be, like, one episode, and then the next week it wasn't on, and then it would come back the next week. And then it would disappear for two weeks, and then it would come back. And it's like... Can't get with those herky-jerky schedules, man. Start like, and stop. What is this, a metro train? I swear to God, if it gets canceled, I hope to God, like, Netflix picks it up. Give me, give me fucking Netflix Lethal Weapon. I, I'll take it. Like, just... Hey, then maybe they <clears> can <throat> say fucking titty and puss. That would be dope. 
That would be that's that's what I like from my TV shows. <laughs> yeah, what what good is it having a lethal weapon show and your character can't even say the word shit? I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, which <clears throat> it's funny. Like right now, like I think they're gonna get to that moment, but so far, like he's uh, he's clinging on to still trying to be young. Like mm, youthfulness. Like, yeah, he's getting like there was a whole episode where like someone called him and was like, "Oh, you're a grandpa," and he was like with his baby daughter. Do you need another beer? By the way, you've been like... yeah. I do actually. I I didn't IPAs. I can't pound. I found this. Oh, you I found my old opener. Which, by the way, I couldn't find it for like three weeks. Uh, last night, for some reason, Hooch burrowed underneath my comforter, and so this morning when I got up to feed him, I like uncomforted him, and this was just laying in my bed. <laughs> tooth fairy. Yeah. That's what it must have been. It was the tooth fairy from Darkness Falls. The beer fairy. <laughs> Darkness falls. Oh, what a what a classic. <clears throat> but uh <clears throat> I don't know, I think this is like where the movie kind of falls apart for me in a sense, is like his whole courting Heather. Yeah, the love story, it's which is supposed to be the emotional crux of the movie, which and is why not, it entirely doesn't it doesn't work. work. Yeah, it, really the hangout beats did it for me in this. Like I yep. just liked seeing Vin hanging out with the boys and if it had been the boys. Something other than like a two-dimensional woman that had tried to pull Vin out of this life. Yeah. Like... Or if maybe, I don't know, you introduced the, the random last-minute twist that she had a kid back home and like yeah. her parents were taking it. Like, she clearly had more shit going on. She had problems, yeah. but we never explore them. Yeah, she she needed more depth, I think. Yeah. Like, a lot more. Um, man. Uh, yeah, and it, it's sad because I think I think there is a good movie underneath of all this. Absolutely, yeah. It just, she just, man, it's she's it's, boring. It's buried underneath inexperience and yeah. amateurish production and acting. which you can't knock. I mean, it's his first like yeah for a ten k like production budget supposedly like that's a lot going, on, especially in New York, like the city that never sleeps, baby. Yeah, the city of wind. <laughs> Chicago, the city of brotherly wind. <laughs> Philadelphia, Shill, Shill, Philadelphia. Um, yeah, but even then, I, I mean, I was his like his friends, like okay. So then we discover we've already kind of caught on that Tony is a fucking like asshole, but he goes full sociopath towards the end. Yeah, when he's like he shows up on a motorcycle in a fucking Bucati, and. Fred is eating popcorn out of a fucking Lay's potato chip bag. That has tape on it. Really poorly greeked with yeah. a weird piece of white gaff tape. Um, and he's like, yeah, I just got back from the doctor. They put a needle in my ass this long. I'm having trouble lifting my leg. He's like, what would they give you the needle for? He's like, uh, the doc told me, he took one look at me and said, you got herpes and gonorrhea. <laughs> okay. And then he goes on to describe, he's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta keep fucking. You gotta spread it. It's like charity. <laughs> like someone gave it to you. You gotta pass it on. Like it's the ring. Like you, he, he watched the ring VHS. And your impression of him makes him sound like a World War II Italian paratrooper, <laughs> something like that. Basically, doing an impression of that Italian guy from Band of Brothers. Yeah, like you can't have my lucky strikes. <laughs> we're gonna go over here. And we're gonna kill so many krauts. Ah, <laughs> oh, these fucking kraut these bastards. These fucking krauts. Uh, we've been here in Bastogne 45 days. I missed my mother's gabagool. <laughs> my fucking toes are freezing off. <laughs> Wet gangrene on my dick. 
No, that's the gonorrhea. Hey, that's gonorrhea. I pass it around like charity. I feel like Bruce Walla and Tony Sheets would have really loved this movie. Yes, they they would have hey, been. Mama Ducci Tony, that's a real character, right? They there. would have they would have been like that's like me when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, when I was young, before I started my empire. <laughs> um. Also, by the way, when Vin goes on the first date with Heather, it looks like he raided Christopher's wardrobe from The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah like big, huge collars. <laughs> Unbuttoned. Yeah, like... one little chain. <laughs> Christopher. Yeah, absolute nonsense. Um, but yeah, and that's when Vin has his big emotional break where like they go up into his apartment and they're playing, I guess, Sega. I, I couldn't even recognize... I couldn't identify those controllers. I did not know what... Yeah, I was, I was focused, really focused <laughs> on that controller. I was Same. like, what is that? Same. What the fuck are they... Must like, have been like a Mad Cats kind of thing. <laughs> Mad Cat Sega controller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fucking Tony's over here still bragging about his gonorrhea. He's like, he's like, what'd you tell your girlfriend? He's like, could you believe it? I did the best acting of my life. I convinced the bitch she got it from the toilet seat. <laughs> Mamaducci. Yeah, and then Vin comes out and he's like, You think that's funny? Yeah, what are you laughing for? You gave a girl a disease. You embarrassed me. Yes, he was in full you embarrassed me to Vince. Well, and he does the the Toretto. He's doing a lot of Toretto pointing. He's got the the main pointer finger, but his pinky finger like sticks out slightly. You embarrassed me. Oh, dude. And I was was, like perked up. I was like, oh, fuck yes. Apparently, and I was reading this when I was on my phone during the film. The whole film. But, um, like it wasn't necessarily just multifacial that piqued Spielberg's interest. Like he saw multifacial, and then he saw Strays, and he was like, "Whoa, this guy really is oh, okay. the real deal." Yeah. And so he wrote the part in Saving Private Ryan specifically for Vin. No Diesel. shit. That's I mean, dude, and that's a testament to Vin's acting. Like I know we gushed about it on the multifacial like uh, minisode, but like for you to fucking be so damn good. To have Spielberg write a role for you, like that is yeah, right. That's a testament to Vin's fucking charisma, fucking like. Yeah. And it's again, it's a shame that he's not a shame because we we have great franchises because of it, but <clears throat> it kind of sucks that he seems only limited to now this action star, like this this leader of these action vehicles. Yeah. Um. Because man, it's like I'd love to see a a better written version of Strays, essentially, like with him. Because he can carry, like, the dramatic sides of it, like... He should just go back and, and remake this entire film. It's sort of like the way Hitchcock did, what was it, The Man Who Knew Too Much? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just do the film over again, like, hey, you know what? I can do it better this time. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's like, the only thing that's aged is his hairline. So, I mean, he, he's... Yeah, he's got no hair, and he's a little uh, bulkier now. Yeah, he's got some crow's feet. He's got a dad bod. Not really, you he's know, a, I was... He's a, he's a little, uh... His abdomen region definitely isn't what it once was, yeah, but, but he's still got some. He's still some got big the guns. Twenty four inch pythons, brother. H H. <laughs> <laughs> poop on my floor. Was it poop in my gym? H H. <laughs> poop in my gym. Um, but yeah, it's the film definitely doesn't hold hold up as well as I think it it should have, like, or at least how I remembered it. But his performance and black travis really carried this film <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely like i was never not entertained during the movie yeah i mean during some of the stuff with uh rick and heather i the most was, boring parts yeah, of the movie I was certainly uh 
like Vin's trying desperately to like put those scenes on his back, and yeah. Heather's just like, I can't. They give him some strong monologues, like the where the title comes from, the bit about the strays when they're on the park bench. Yeah, like I definitely I I have two more quotes that I took down, and it's um, I really loved. Uh, I think it was Frank who said it. He was talking about how his mom like worries about Rick, and he's like. She, oh, yeah. she says after if you can't after he's drunk his twentieth forty yeah. of the day. Yeah, it's like she says if you can't love your mother, you really can't love anybody. I, I thought that was a that was an impactful line, and it, yeah. it ties into the end when Vince is leaving and or Vin is leaving. Like that's a very Diesel line. Yeah, it is, and he gets he, he's got the cab, and he's like, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "I'm going to see my mother." And immediately, I thought I was like, if I were the cab driver, I'd be like. Okay, that's great, but where the fuck What's is the that? Yeah, like, how do I get there? And then also when he's talking to Heather uh, in front of the pool, the raging bull pool. Yeah, the bull pool. And she's talking about her brothers, and he goes, I'll make cotton candy out of your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, God, Diesel. But yeah, it's... uh, phone's going nuts over here. Oh. The whole film, like, really... Any other actor in this, and this movie would be like a pile of shit, I feel. Yeah, it wouldn't have caught attention. Like, this was uh, it was up for the grand jury prize at Sundance. Yeah, and, cause, and I guarantee you it's because of his performance. It's, yeah, yeah, it, that's the only thing really keeping you on the screen. Yeah. Magnetized. And, and his collection of beaters. <laughs> it's a pretty majestic collection. Which when I still he, stand by, like, fucking start a line of beaters! Yeah, well, when he goes to the gay dude's party, uh, Fred is wearing a black beater... Almost like he's trying to emulate Diesel, and they sort of look like Yen and Yang. Yep. Donnie Yen and Yang. Donnie Yen and Donnie Yang. <laughs> um, Donnie Yang is Donnie Yen's cousin who kicks instead that, of punches. Yes. <laughs> That's. I was watching Pitch Perfect three yesterday. This is this is how sad my life has become. I was seriously just sitting here getting drunk by myself, watching Pitch Perfect three and live tweeting it <laughs> by myself. <laughs> But Ruby Rose shows up, and immediately I, like, perked up, and I'm like, why isn't Xander here? Like, where yeah, is Xander and Donnie? Cage. Like, uh, I needed, I need the trip. I needed a triple X tie-in to Pitch Perfect 3. We're gonna get to return to Xander Cage eventually. Oh, dude, point. I can't wait. That, the ones that I look forward to the most are Return to Xander Cage and A Man Apart. Because I haven't seen A Man Apart in a long time, and I have, like, very, like nostalgic like i have a very strong nostalgic love for that movie um because it was almost it was the punisher movie that i never got until tom jane yeah fucking came around and was like glorious i guess we gotta figure out what we're watching next week um you know it's been uh, i thought about this it's interesting we did a hurricane heist which was directed by rob cohen which was the first fast and the furious right then we watched uh better luck tomorrow which was like justin lynn's like solo directorial debut like feature directorial debut right and now we've watched vin diesel's directorial debut okay um we've had an interesting little without even uh, it's not like we planned it but we had an interesting streak of uh the three films that we've done so far being like directorial directed by directors or the star in his big So do you like, want to keep up with that? Do you want to do a... I don't know that we can. Uh, I don't know that we have something else. What do you mean? I mean, you got James Wan and F. Gary Gray. You could do one of their directorial debuts. Or I was thinking maybe oh, we, could, we could jump to a Paul Walker. I was thinking Paul Walker or Girl Fight. 
uh, Michelle Rodriguez's actual yeah, introduction. Look, well, I'm looking at Paul Walker's early roles. We got uh, his first ever is in something called Monster in the Closet, where he plays Professor Bennett. <laughs> okay. This was in 1986, though. And he's a professor? I guess. What was he, a fucking, like, ten-year-old professor? He must not, he's not high on this cast list. Oh, the professor's in quotes. Maybe they call him, hey, professor. Yeah, okay. Uh, Program to Kill, 1987. It looks like his first real starring role is Meet the Deedles. I've never even heard of it. He plays someone named Phil Deedle. Two surfers end up as Yellowstone Park Rangers and have to stop a former ranger who is out for revenge. <laughs> okay, that sounds interesting. <laughs> he plays Phil Deedle. Alright, so maybe we do either Paul or Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> Steve Van Wormer plays Stu Deedle. He was Stu he was in Deedle. Bubble Boy and Idle Hands. Oh, that, hey, This guy are... hit the 90s trifecta. Yeah, he did. Uh, there's also Pleasantville, or we could do Varsity Blues. Varsity Blues, yeah. Varsity Blues is a good one. And then what was the um, the trucker one? Joyride. 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 That's a little really? later. That was that came after the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Well, there's also the Skulls, which was directed by Rob Cohen. Oh no shit! Yeah, and, and he's in that. I mean, we could do that because that's Joshua Jackson, Paul Walker, Leslie Bibb, Christopher McDonald's in that. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, Bill Peterson's in that. Wow. Honestly, I think the only time I saw that oh, movie man. was in the 90s. I remember uh, I was living in West Virginia at the time, and I was hanging out with these kids, and we'd always walk. You could walk these uh, train tracks, and, like, on the other end, like, of these woods, it would take you out to, like, this town, and there was a little video rental place. And I remember we rented Skulls, American Pie, and something else. And uh, I remember watching Skulls, like, with them, like... They had just moved into this townhouse. They had no furniture. And so it was, like, me. It was two brothers and a sister and then me. And we were just, like, hanging out, like, watching Skulls, dude. Fucking Skulls, man. Fucking Skulls. You were fucking Skulls? We were fucking Skulls, yeah. All three of us were taking turns. Bunch of Skull fuckers. We were walking the train tracks. We found this human skull. And we were like, we should take this back to fuck it. (laughs) first... The girl shoved it in her pussy. The first instinct was... She shoved the whole skull in her pussy. How else was she gonna fuck it? Yeah, that's true. Um... Who uh, who was the hottest person in this movie? Strays. Vin Diesel. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt, he was really, he was looking really good in this. He was, and let me tell you, man, I always forget until I see him on screen. I'm like, dude, he has some real good DSL. He's got those dick sucking. He lips, got huh? some dick sucking lips. Yeah, he's got some juicy ones. That's when when he was like kissing the chick. I remember. I think I said something. I was like, I'd, I'd, I'd let those juicy lips like lay on me. I'd, I'd be about it. Um. Should Powers Booth have been in this movie? No. Actually, I think for the first time, like, no. I don't think there was a role for yes. Powers Booth. But what, what is it? There's an older black guy towards the end. Oh, yeah! He's still talking about, should I get married? Yes! He's like, how'd you make how'd your you, yeah. marriage work? Yeah. That should have been Powers Booth. Okay, I could see that. Powers Booth is like a street vendor selling yep, apples working at a bodega. Yep. He was on his smoke break yep, from the bodega. He's, sm- he's out there smoking a big cigar. What's the bodega he goes through to get his papers in 40s? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, I can see that. You're right. Yeah, that's the big role I could see him in. Nice, small, little, like, yeah, wisdom he, dropping. He pops up for 45 seconds and, hey, that's how I make my marriage work. <laughs> exactly. All right, yeah, you're right. All right, uh, out of six Coronas, what are, what are we giving this? Um, 
I want to give it a 2.5, but I think I'm going to give it a 3 just because of Vin Diesel's performance. That's, like, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah? Yeah. I was, he, I was he, thinking 2.53 range and probably a 3 bump it up just for Vin. Yeah, because he, he really does bring it. Like, he, he turns in a solid performance. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, he always does. Yeah, for uh, for Vin Acolytes, for Fast and Furious Acolytes, I would say check strays out at least once. Oh, definitely. To, yeah. Definitely give it a watch. That yeah. and multifacial. Yeah. Like, Take twenty minutes to watch yeah, multifacial. Learn, learn your learn your diesel history. Yeah, go back to the the Vin Diesel begins of yeah, the of the Vin Vin begins. Vin begins. Batman v b Vins. Be Vins. <laughs> Yo, Vin Diesel is Batman. He raps about Batman and multifacial. Yes, during his rap, he said something about like I get more bats than Batman. Yeah, or I don't know. Uh, you know who the real pussyologist was in this movie? Vin. That's true. He just didn't have to say it. That's what a real pussyologist is all about. Yeah, doesn't you doesn't gotta announce it. Exactly. You just you are. You just are the pussyologist. Hooch is the pussyologist of us. Yeah, he really is. Now that now that Travis is is spoken for and sober, Hooch has taken up the a, mantle. Hooch is a wise man, dude. He's blind. He's just fucking cool. He's he like I always think about this. He reminds me of a. He's basically like the blind version of um of the the Asian dude from Kill Bill. Pai Mei. Yeah, Pai Mei. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the blind uh, teacher, the blind swordsman, the yeah. blind master. Yeah. I'm sure they got some blind masters in those kung fu movies. Pugs are Chinese. I so. mean, Zaitochi is a blind yeah, swordsman. Zaitochi. Oh, beat Takeshi. Yeah. Hooch could beat Takeshi. Should beat Takeshi have been in this movie? Uh, yes. The same... Powers Booth role, probably. No, just he should have been one of the people that Vin beat the shit out of that was checking <laughs> out. Because <laughs> he would have beat Takeshi. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I think that that's really... There, there isn't much more to say about the movie. Like, This is possibly our shortest episode yet. We finally, we finally did it, Dave. We, finally, we hit your hour mark. Yeah, I was trying to get these down to an hour since we're no longer talking about The Fast and the Furious, which were all long towards the end. These are... Uh, a little shorter in the tooth. Yeah. But, uh... Hey, yeah. Three Coronas out of six, and it's definitely a good intro to, to Vin's career. Intro to Vin. 101. Vintro. Study, study his body the way they study the uh, photographs of abs on the back of his door in Yeah, what film. the fuck was that about? They show it a thousand times. It's like a picture of the inside of the dude's body doing crunches, and it shows his muscles. It's the weirdest fucking thing. It's the weirdest workout, like, It looks like something ever. Hannibal Lecter would study. Yes! Yeah, <laughs> he's like, here's the most tender part yeah. of the meat. <laughs> this, is, this is where you cut it. Maybe Vin was a serial killer in this movie. Who knows? Ooh, that was the twist. That's why he didn't want to go out to the clubs all the time, because it's like, oh, I would... It would increase my urge to kill. I have yes. to stay in here and stare at my ceiling while I'm shirtless wearing my cowboy And that's why he underwear. fucks so much. Yeah. He takes out his killing urges He takes pussy. out the impulses with pussy urges. Dude, okay, one more thing. There's a scene where Heather's over and she realizes his big bag of weed, which, like, it looks like fucking, like, grass cuttings or something. Like, it looks so bad. <laughs> Lawn clippings. Yeah, from but he goes, he local goes. Local landscaper. Exactly. He goes into the kitchen and opens his fridge, and he has a half-eaten sandwich, a yeah. carton of milk, and one Bud Bud Heavy. Yeah, it was a Budweiser. Yeah. The king of beers. And then he comes out, and he has two glasses. He's like, I found a beer. Found a beer. He poured one 12-ounce beer into these two glasses, glasses. and was going to split it with his girlfriend. But she bailed. She, she got freaked out by the weeds. As well she should have. Yeah, honestly, you know why? 
Because Rick is better off without that bitch. Oh, you dirty dog. She probably she probably fucked Tony on the side and got gonorrhea. <laughs> she sat on that toilet seat right on Fred's cum and just caught his cum disease. If you if you had to pick a character to be in this film, who would you be? If I had to be a character? Yeah, if you had to be one of these characters. Mike Epps, I guess. Yeah, I can see you. you you're very Mike Epsy. <laughs> I'm the white Mike Epps, guys. Yeah. You heard it here first. White Epps. White Epps. Woke Epps. Woke Epps. I'm Mike Epps, the woke version. Uh, I think I would pick to be Heather's gay friend. It's time for Hooch's yeah. insulin. Hooch, Hooch, about time to get fed, boy. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be Heather's gay friend. That guy, he was the most. He reminded me of the gay dude from Chasing Amy, like where it's this like '90s stereotypical. Like, very flamboyant gay. He had some cool dreads, too. He looked like Samuel L. Jackson in The Caveman's Valentine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's an obscure reference for you. That is fucking deep. (laughs) Fucking nobody's seen The Caveman's Valentine. (laughs) That's a deep cut, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, All right, so join us next week when we're going to be watching The Caveman's Valentine. (laughs) Same bat time, same bat channel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. Yes. Maybe Jeremiah Honeydew will join us. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to I'd love to get his thoughts on Who's a, a Paul Who's Walker a... film. Maybe we'll do Paul, maybe we'll do Michelle. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll talk about it. I think it's it. between we'll... those two. Oh well, yeah. We gotta, gotta hit those be, two, yeah. yeah. And uh with that, salute me familia. Hey, salute. Me familia. Salute my family. <laughs>